Well, good morning. So um, I know uh, I know we just prayed, but we're going to do it again because I want to. Um, and so before, I w- I, I'm not going to forget Kidmo, I promise. Uh, but I wanted to pray just kind of over this time and really quick before our kids go. So if we can do that, guys, if y'all bow with me. And uh, kiddos, if y'all do the same, and I'll, uh, I'll let you guys out of here, okay? Heavenly Father, we are just in awe of you, and we are so grateful to be uh, in this place together. God, I pray that you would... Uh, be with us that remain in this room. May your word uh, just come out this morning. God, pray that I would, I would get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit speak. Um, Lord, I pray that you be with our, our young kids as they go off to uh, Kidmo and uh, that they would learn, they would be engaged. And Lord, that they would know how much you love them. Uh, Lord, we're so thankful for all the volunteers and all the, the leaders and teachers we have here at Journey Church and just for their willingness to, to pour into these kids' lives um, and in all the other different ways too outside of children's ministry. Uh, God, we just thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his sacrifice and what it means to us. May we cling to that as we uh, consider what it looks like to love uh, through action. And God, I pray especially that you be with, continue to be with Stacy and Keegan this week um, and just, just calm her nerves and any anxiety she may have. Lord, may everything uh, tomorrow in, the, in the, uh, the courtroom go, or before the judge, go without a hitch and uh, just that... Um, she would have peace of mind and have safety when, when they come back home. God, we love and praise you, and we thank you for all that you are and all that you've done. Pray you forgive us where we fail thee, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, Kidmo guys, you guys are dismissed. Come, come on up here. <laughs> all right. You guys sit on back. And if you are uh, new at Journey or if you've been here for a short amount of time, uh, if you're wondering what Kidmo is, our second through fifth graders go. They have their own environments. And uh, for small groups and teaching and whatnot, they hang with us for the, uh, the first part of worship, and then they go and do their thing. So um, if you're interested and you don't know where that is, you can head out this way and kind of hang a right around the kids' wing. It's, it's about halfway down on the right before you head out the doors there is our Kidmo room. So um, like I said, definitely very, very happy and very glad to have uh, everyone that we, that we do serving and uh, just thankful just to be a part, and I hope that you guys are as well. So... Um, kind of talk about where we've been. We're talking about what it looks like to love. For the love is, is our series. And so, so far in the past few messages that we've looked at, I just want to bring a few points out. Um, so number one, God's overwhelming love stands ready to forgive our sin and teach us what love really is. Number two, everything in the life, I probably, I don't know if I got a typo up there. Yes, I do. In the life, not lift, sorry. And the life of a Christ follower should revolve around loving God and loving people. If you've been real with Journey any amount of time, you know that's kind of in our slogan, right? Loving God and loving people. Uh, third, when we love God, our trust grows. And as we trust God, our love grows. Now today what I want to kind of do is talk about what it looks like to love through action. We know in our different relationships and um, in our friendships, we will convey words of love, right? And, we, and it's important to do that. Um, I mean, every day I tell Steph that I love her. I, every day I tell the kids that I love them. Um, I can't wait to be able to do that. I do it now, that she, and I think she can start to hear me, but um, just I, I can't wait for, for our little girl to get here and me to be able to, to, to tell that. I'm so, so excited about that. Um, but to show action is what truly communicates love to people and to God, Okay. So what we're going to do today is kind of put some teeth to this concept of love that we've been talking about um, for the past few weeks. 
essentially, love is, well, it is through spoken word. Love is a verb. You've heard that some, right? Um, love is a choice. We have to choose to love. We have to choose to show love through actions. So it's a choice. And it's a difficult one sometimes, is it not? It's not always easy because there are, there are people in your lives that are easy to love because they love you back, right? Or they love you first, and it's real easy. But you've got people that God puts in your path and in your life, and it's like he tells you to love them. We're going to look at Scripture that spells that out today. And it's hard. It is difficult sometimes, and I know Steph will probably nod at this, but there, there are days when it's hard for us to love our kids the way we're supposed to because they test us, man. And if, if all the parents in the room are saying amen, right? So it, it's tough. But regardless of what gets placed in our path, we still have to have an attitude of love and show love through action, okay? So to pick up, I want to kind of pick, take a, pick a, a point, excuse me, that Mark made last week and kind of use that to tee things up for today. So from last week, Mark made the comment, when we trust God, we love others more. When we trust God, we love others more. So what do we do with that? Well, let's kind of dive in here. So to, to both love as Christ instructed, and he, as he did while he walked this earth. One of, the, one of the examples of Scripture I go to the most where I think about him loving regardless of what's happened, and even in spite of what's happened, is when the, the woman is brought to him. And remember the, that the, she's going to be stoned, right? And he, regardless of what she's done, she's accused of, of doing some things that obviously are against the law and are worthy to be stoned. And the law says this is, what, this is the consequence to be stoned. Jesus forgives her, and he just tells her, go and sin no more. And we can take that, and anything that we, you know, we may not be, may not be guilty of the same sin, but sin is still sin, right? The same attitude that Christ exhibited towards her is what we are to exhibit towards each other. That is where loving people when it's hard comes out and a perfect example, I think, of that, where he showed that we have to do that. To engage people in love and to be able to fulfill the Great Commission, trust for God must be there for the Christian. Um, see, I'm losing my place here. And the trust must also grow. Okay? The trust must be there for God, and that trust must and will grow. If you trust God, so let's, let's talk about this for a second. We love God first, and we, that might... That looks different for different people as, as you, because we grow. That's what, if you know some of these Christian big words we use, uh, sanctification. That's kind of what that's about, our, our growing and being made more like Christ. And then that process, our love starts at a point and it grows, okay? The same could be said of trust. We love God, therefore we have a certain amount of trust for him. And as time goes, that trust will grow, right? And the same is true of our relationships with each other. You give someone the benefit of the doubt because they haven't given you a reason to, to distrust yet, right? And as, they, as you go along, they prove that they're trustworthy, hopefully. Sometimes it goes the other way and we have to rebuild, right? Um, but it grows. And so that has to be there for you to have a relationship with Christ, a relationship with anybody on this earth. There has to be an element of being able to trust. And it, again, it's going to be at different places depending on where your relationship with that person is but it's going to be there if you have feelings of love towards them. As we consider what it looks like to love, um, our goal, and we think about the few people we have in our lives, okay? But our goal as Christians to love should be far-reaching, meaning that we know that, that when God lays down, when Jesus lays down, excuse me, the great commissions for his disciples, and he says, go into all the world, 
preach the gospel, make disciples. And he kind of, he says, you know, in Jerusalem, in Judea, to Samaria, all the ends of the earth. So we're immediately going to the end. We're thinking, we're thinking big, right? We're, we're wanting to be far reaching and have this goal. Sometimes in that or in other things, these big goals we set for ourselves, we can get very, very easily discouraged when we're not hitting the mark like short term and we, and we just kind of quit. And so that's something I want to keep in mind as we're talking about love and, and love through action today, not to give up on that. Keep that big goal, that far-reaching uh, goal that we want to have, but be willing to embrace the idea that you're not going to get there tomorrow, okay? And that's okay. Because we take baby steps. This is one of those things where you're, you have all kinds of opportunities to show action, to show love, to take action to show love, excuse me, um, and sometimes you fail to see how that one little thing can tie in with the bigger goal, but it does. We'll talk more about that as we're going today. So as we consider what it looks like to love, again, our goal is to be far-reaching. We've got to understand that this is a growth thing, okay? In your individual relationships, in your walk with Christ, your love is going to grow. It is at a point, it grows. Your trust is at a point, and it grows, Okay? We need to understand that our daily movement towards that goal, towards accomplishing that goal, is going to involve many, many, many smaller steps in order to reach it. It can get so discouraging when you are doing anything, and it's like you're doing all this stuff, and you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? And so you're like, when is this ever going to get anywhere? Sometimes love is like that, especially when you have someone in your life that is placed before you, and you are like, man, when are they going to get it? When are they going to change what they're doing? Why does God have me you know, in this person's life for this person in my life? But you have to be able to take, it's a daily grind. You have to be able to take those several steps and just understand on his timing, on his plan, it connects and we, we get to where we're supposed to be. So talking about being far-reaching, we want to change the world with love, right? It's kind of, and it sounds really good. We get kind of this warm and fuzzy thing about, you know, changing the world and, and having, you know, these different kinds of goals and stuff um, to do that. How do we accomplish this? So I mentioned that, you know, we want to have a far-reaching goal of, of love or, and, and in several things. And it seems kind of like, like this, in this, this situation, like it's a lofty goal, right? It, it is, but it's still worthwhile, and we still have to understand how we can make it happen individually. I want to kind of, I was going to get a video for this, but I couldn't find one that was like, really painted the picture without to- being totally distracting, and I was going to lose you guys. So if you guys ever seen um, a, one of those big domino setups where somebody has taken hours to set all this stuff up, and it's all that work, and, and then it takes, what, three or four minutes, maybe, for all of them to be knocked over, all right? So I want you to think of it, kind of tr- try to envision that. Again, I would love to have had the visual, but you guys, would, I would have lost y'all. So too many colors, too many you know, shapes and all that stuff. I want to kind of stay on point. Um, how many, am I, getting, am I getting recorded and like repeated by Siri here? That's kind of cool. No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, so think about it. Thou, probably thousands of dominoes in these situations, right? And they're all impacted. They all get knocked over, okay? So liken that to this goal of reaching the world with love or our community with love. We'll put it that way if we want to get more, more tangible. But I, ask, I want to ask you guys, how does all that start? How many dominoes mostly start everything in motion? It's just one, isn't it? Okay. 
And the flip side, which we're going to come back to in a minute, is also true. How many dominoes does that one touch to get it started? One. Sometimes you get this big piece that might knock over five or six, but the point is, it's not taking out hundreds or thousands on one swoop. You hear what I'm saying? So just I want you all to kind of keep that, that example in mind as we're going, and it'll probably help things kind of click with this message, okay? That's the mindset we've got to have and how we have to embrace being involved in this mission to change the world with love, okay? We want to be far-reaching. We want to reach hundreds and thousands and millions, but we have to realize what kind of impact we can have and, when, and how that happens, but to understand that's part of the way it works, okay? It's, I will tell you guys, probably, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I would have never saw myself up here preaching to you guys. That was never on my radar. Probably, um, I think the first time we went to Fuse Camp with our old church, uh, we were not leading the youth ministry then. We were serving with another uh, couple that was. Um, but he, uh, our youth pastor at the time, is the first person that put kind of the, the bug in my ear about, you know, you might, be lead, you might be a youth pastor one day. I never gave that any thought before that moment. I just liked serving. We served with elementary school kids for nine or ten years, something like that. Um, and then we started getting involved with teenagers, and so, and, and, I, and I love it, guys. I mean, I, I highly encourage you, if you're at a place where you're, you feel like, okay, I think it's time to kind of plug in and, and serve and that kind of thing, find what your passion is there and, and go after it and find a way to serve, serve the church in that way because it makes it so rewarding when you're able to do that. And it, even though it's hanging out with teenagers sometimes can be a challenge, I know it's gonna, we're going to blink and our own kids are going to be teenagers. I'm trying not to think about that with our little girl who's not here yet. But I know it's coming, and so, but it's, it is so rewarding to be able to just to, to interact with these kids, to be able to, to walk with them in their walk of faith, and to try to have an influence there. And so, again, I, I encourage you, if you haven't found what that is for you yet, our mindset with love, most of the time, we are impacting it one person at a time, okay? Now, sometimes, you may have interactions with multiple people, right? Um... But again, there's a handful of people. Think about Jesus' model with the 12 disciples. Now, he, he taught and preached to the thousands that would come and listen to him. But when he got alone, he got with that, those 12, right? And if we want to take it a step further, he got with the three that he was really tight with, okay? To speak more life into those people, into those men, and to be able to equip them and build them up to reach others and to carry out that mission and carry out that love that we're, gonna be, that we're talking about today. You will impact that longer, that overarching goal in smaller increments, and it does take time, but that's okay. And as long as we are, are giving it to God, and, and what I mean by that is trusting Him that His plan works out. Um, a lot of times we get the idea, we're, I'm giving this over to God, and we just kind of sit by and wait. He never wants you to not do anything, Okay. But what I'm saying is, is that we're trusting his plan. We're trusting his timing. And we know that no matter what he has us do, no matter what people he puts in our path to love on, even when it's hard, it's going to work out the way he wants it to. Okay? So let's talk about some points today. Kind of break this up a little bit. Point number one, I want to throw out at you. When it comes to you and God or to you and other people, you must love. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you must love. It is not an option not to. Now, let's be realistic. We have probably all in this room had opportunities to do so, and we've blown it, right? We've had someone, we talked about this a little bit in youth this past week. We were talking about image and this us and them mentality and kind of how we, uh, 
we tend to label other people and we'll, we'll, we'll segregate ourselves from them because we don't think they're in our playing field or whatever. And we, we miss out royally on opportunities to reach those people or to love on those people when we do that. Okay? We must love as Christians and we have to recognize those opportunities that we have that God puts before us to do that. I want to get in the word here with you guys. Um, this is uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13. I'm not going to do the whole the love chapter as we know it, but we're going to read the intro together, okay? First uh, Corinthians 13, starting in verse 1. If I speak human or angelic tongues, but I do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give away all my possessions, and if I give over my body to order in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And if you've been in church any amount of time, you probably know what the rest says. But I wanted to kind of tee this up with the first part of this passage. It reminds us that no matter what, how much we know, what we do, how, how often we go to church, if we don't have love, if we're not showing that to other people, we're missing the boat, you guys. And we are completely empty. If we are, we're, I like, um, you guys are familiar with For King and Country, right? They, they actually have proof of your love. I love that intro. And it just kind of, when you hear things to music, it really kind of drives things home, does it not? So hearing this particular portion, it just really goes, man, I'm just bankrupt without it. And that's really the attitude we should have. It does, things don't matter if we don't have love to undergird those things. Okay. Now, that all said, there are some very worthwhile things to get into, all right? I can tell you guys that since we've been, I can't believe, like, Stephanie and, and I've been here at Journey now for over six years, and we've been doing student ministry that long. That is really hard to think of. A lot of times, when you're, if you're in circles with other, other youth ministers, and you kind of know, a lot of times these guys come out of, they're out of seminary, and they're like, well, they're landing a ministry job. It's, we're going to do a youth pastor, pastor thing. Do that for a couple of years, and maybe I'll get my own church. That's kind of how some of that goes. And I'm just like, you know what, God, if you want me to hang out with students for the rest of my life, then that's fine. You know, I'm just, you know, we want to do whatever he wants. Um, but I say all that to say that since we've been at Journey, and I hope you guys feel this as you engage, no matter how long you've been here, I really and genuinely have felt, felt like I've been encouraged to grow in my faith. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but I, I'm serious. Um, not just in my faith in general, but in my knowledge of things that are of God, of these understanding things that get kind of sticky and, you know, with theology and stuff like that, I've, I've grown to appreciate that more and want to understand those things, okay? That said, those are good things to want to understand and know, but I could chase that all day long, and if, and if I'm missing out on love, it doesn't matter, does it? There are things that are worthwhile, that are good, and, and it's not like we shouldn't not do those things, but we've got to understand that love comes first. And we have to, love has to be what drives everything that we do. So with this passage, I would, I would say love is the superior way. And we've got to remind ourselves of this daily as we seek to love God and to love his people. Every day, we've got to remind ourselves that love is the superior way. When we, guys, my, my weakest moments are behind the wheel, going to work in the morning. Okay? I'm going to be honest with y'all. Sometimes it's bad when I'm coming home, but it's usually when I'm getting to work. So I'm like, I get there, I got to get there by whatever time, I got a meeting or whatever it is, or I just want to get my day going so I can end it on time. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, 
it, it drives me crazy to be late with stuff. And so I will just, I'll, I'll get into a place if I'm not careful where I'm not overly loving, all right? And I know that, and I have to be, that's, that's thing, those are things where I have to, to focus, one of the areas I have to focus on to make sure I'm not really loving here. I need to, I need to make sure that I'm, I'm looking at ways that I can repent and change that, okay? Let's go to another point here. Number two, love must be demonstrated through action. Must be demonstrated through action. Words are not sufficient to portray the power of love. And I'm not going Celine Dion here on you, okay? But, but I know, right? That would have been cool, wouldn't it? I don't have that kind of voice. It's not happening. That is why Stephanie is playing keys. She probably could sing a few if she wanted to up here, but I'm, that's, no. Y- y'all will probably leave and wonder why in the world they let somebody up here. It's, it's, it's weird enough getting the youth pastor up here to preach, right? You don't want the guy singing in front of everybody. Um, so I make this point to say, yes, we should speak words of love, right? We talked about that a little while ago. But think about someone you have perceived in your life that you know without a doubt has loved you, okay? That could be someone that is still here now or who is not. What is it that made, them, that made you know without a doubt that they loved you? Was it because they told you they loved you every day? Now, I hope, they, you know, I hope that they did or do, but more than likely, I'm willing to bet it's because of things that they showed you while, they, while they're in their daily walk now or while they were here before, okay? I use the, 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 the latter as an example because a lot of times we don't get really reflective about our relationships with people until our earthly relationship with them has is, is ended, right? And so, again, you perceive, and you and I both perceive, I think, that people demonstrate love to us by the way they've shown it. So that's why I would present to you that I don't, I don't think that, to, that if we leave it all the words, we're going to be missing something. Love's got to come through action. For the Christian, that's, that is very, very imperative. We have got to show love through our actions and the way we interact with people. We'll jump back to the Word here again. Uh, we're going to jump to 1 John chapter 3, uh, this is verses 16 through 18. This is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has this world's goods and sees a fellow believer in need but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in action and in truth. Now again, it's not saying that we shouldn't speak words of love. The point that's being made here is that we've got to show it through our actions. If we are given things, if we are provided for, and we see people that have a need, and we, we punt on that and just say, well, maybe somebody else will you know, take care of that, we've missed a huge opportunity. And you don't even, it could be something simple. It could be you know, somebody, you know, maybe they have a bigger need than something small that you could offer up. You know, I mean, we think about how many times, and, I, and I'm as guilty of this as you guys are, I, can't, I, will, I can tell you, I, don't, I have not stopped every time I've seen someone holding a sign. Okay? I try to make a point to do that sometimes. Um, and often, admittedly, I'm thinking about where, you know, I talked about being behind the wheel a minute ago, right? And I'm getting impatient. I've got to be punctual. And if that interferes with that, I'm probably not going to stop. Well, I need to make sure that I'm adjusting that for myself, right? And make sure that I'm showing love. That, the other, being on time or whatever, 
that'll, I think that ends up taking care of itself, does it not? And so you know, we're, we, we tend to think about things that are our timing and our way. And when we do that, if we stick to that and we don't allow for times to show love to other people, even if it interferes with our daily routines and stuff, we're, we miss huge opportunities to, to minister. There's a, uh, a guy that I've gotten to be friends with at work. Um, for, the, for those of you guys who don't know, um, none of us here like that serve, we're, this isn't like our, our daily thing. It would be awesome if it, if it would be, but we all work full-time jobs elsewhere. Okay? Um, you guys know Mark does web design. Stephanie and I both work at Blue Cross. Um, Scott is doing techie stuff and dealing with people that he's having to have patience with, right? So, um, but uh, it is very, very cool to be able as someone who, who does serve in ministry, and this is not just for leaders, okay? This is anybody. If you can find people in your, in your environment of coworkers that, and you recognize and identify them as believers, it is so encouraging. It's been encouraging to me, and I hope it is for you when you, when you have that happen. Um, I, we have a, a group of guys. We try to do lunch together once a month, and we just sometimes we're talking about um, Scripture. Sometimes we're talking about a topic that's, that's, that has spiritual implications, and sometimes we're just catching up. But we all have that common bond of, of loving Jesus, and we recognize that in the workplace. There's one guy in our group that is a relatively new believer. Um, he and I went, I wanted to hear his story. And when you get like, you know, eight or nine guys together, sometimes you don't get a whole lot of one-on-one time, right? Um, that's what us dudes. And I know you guys are at Journey. Like, where, where are we doing this at Journey? And we guys don't do much, do we? I know we, we're, we're talking about how we want to kind of, the ladies do a fantastic job of getting together and going out and doing these things. Ladies retreat, getting plugged, Right. Um, and we guys have got to do a little bit better about coming together and doing those things. Um, but back to the, what I was talking about at work, uh, this guy's name is Sean. He and I went out to lunch, and I just wanted to kind of hear his story because I knew he was a new believer and kind of wanted to see what that looked like because he's my age. I'm 37, and so and, and I, even I came to Christ what I perceived to be later with people that I see that are doing it as kids, and I was 19, um, which I know, you know, it's not that old at that time, but when you know people who are like, oh, I was you know, saved when I was seven or whatever. And because I totally, I just missed the boat with youth group, which is part of the reason why I have so much passion for these students, because I'm like, I miss that. And I don't want you to miss it if it's right in front of you. Um, but anyway, with Sean, so he shared a story um, that he and his wife had, had actually uh, brought these couple of guys to live in their house, to help them get back on their feet. And I'm thinking, that's, I usually hear about people who have been like following Jesus for like a little while doing that. I'm like, dude just got saved like a year or two ago and he's jumping right in. I mean, that's super, super encouraging to me. And I, and I, and at the same time, it made me feel a little guilty because I'm like, man, am I, you know, am I doing what I should be doing? You know, do I need to like open up the, you know, part of our house to let people stay or whatever that looks like? You know, I'm, I'm questioning myself. Well, sometimes, and I'm looking at Steph going, I don't know if that's a good idea or not. You know, we're going to have three kids now. Um, but but still, I mean, it was it was encouraging. But at the same time, I think it causes you to kind of look at your own walk and see um, what what does that look like. Are you living out love and and making opportunities to minister to people in that kind of way? So very encouraging to hear his story. But at the same time, um, I definitely it definitely was an eye opener for me to be more open and more in tune with people with the needs that they have. All right. Uh, one little point I wanted to make with this, and this sounds a little, eh, I don't know if it sounds a little, a little uh, blunt, but in all seriousness, when it comes to love, talk can be cheap. 
It can. I mean, if we, you know, if think about it, if you go day to day in a close relationship, whether it's your spouse, your kids, your friend, whatever, and you're verbally affirming your feelings of love for this person, but you don't show any action for that, what do you think you're thinking of that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if it's it like, in, in and you know, I hope this this is not something that anybody in this room has, has dealt with. But think about like some of the abusive relationships we've heard of, right? If a guy is constantly abusing his wife, and and he keeps saying, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry, and I'm going to do better," and then he keeps going back to it, okay? She's never going to buy that he's going to change, is she? Just for the from these words, she's got to see change. And I know that's an extreme example, but the point is. If there's no action to change that, there's no perception of love there. Okay? And even in the simplest of things, um, some of you guys are familiar with uh, the, um, the five love, love languages. Help me out, author, I can't, uh, Chapman. I um, can't remember the first name. Gary, thank you, thank you. So um, there are different ways that we communicate love and ways that we receive it, right? Like, I know without a doubt, mine is words of affirmation. Steph passed me on the back, and I am feeling full, okay? You don't have to give me anything. You know, I'm, I'm feeling good. If you just kind of, you know, tell me I'm doing a good job, I mean, don't lie to me. I mean, if it's, if you got to be, because if you got to do some constructive criticism, Mark's going to take me to the back after this sermon, probably. No, I'm just kidding. But, but that's the way that I perceive love. Now, the thing with that is, I know that God has gifted me as being an encourager. I know that. So my go-to is to go and try to lift people up and kind of offer those words, right? And, and I think that I should, but at the same time, I've got to be able to read. Like, I, I do that with Steph a lot. I know that. But she didn't always perceive it as love because she's got a different love language, okay? So we've got to be in tune as we're showing actions uh, to those that are close to us. What's communicating love, okay? So we know how we perceive it. We know how we, by default, we'll give it that way. But we've got to be in tune and know what, how, what kind of actions are going to communicate love there. I, think, I thought I had another point I was going to make, but maybe I did not. So we'll move on to point number three. I want to kind of camp out here uh, for the rest of our time together. And I do have a clock up here. I'm not, I'm not going to go over, I promise. Um, I've, got my, I've got everything laid out, but this clock has got like the biggest things that I can see up here to make sure I get you guys out of here on time. You get the youth guy up here, you never know what's going to happen, right? All right, so point number three, we must strive to show love without hypocrisy and to be diligent in our actions. We must strive to show love without hypocrisy and be diligent in our actions while we go to do that. I want to take you guys back to the word in uh, Romans 12. And we'll start with verse 9, and we'll read the rest of the chapter together, okay? Let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil, cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in in the Spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints in in their needs. Pursue hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. That's tough, isn't it? Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. 
If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath because it is written, Vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing so, you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. There's a lot there, isn't it? So, I wanted to kind of look at this passage because I think that Paul really outlines some things that even though we, there's this mention of love, it's very much kind of a, 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 it's a mindset, but it's things that, this way, how you identify Christians. They, these are things that we do. Now, don't misunderstand, okay? I want to make sure we clear this out before we go too much further. We don't do things, and like, it's, we don't want to put the cart before the horse here. We don't do stuff to be right with God. We don't do stuff, and like, if I do all this stuff today, then so-and-so is going to know I love them, okay? Understand what comes first. Go back to what, what I mentioned Mark said last week. If we trust God, we will love people more. That's where it starts, all right? We do these things because of love. We don't do them to get to love. Now, I mean, hopefully it's perceived as such, right? But we start with trust and love that we have for God, that we, have, that we know He has for us, and that we're going to show to other people through these things. Think about why did, and when we're reading scripture, and like all the time we're trying to, we're faced with stuff, and we're like, let's just go to the word and see what it says. And we get discouraged when we don't see that specific thing that we've got in our lives, and it doesn't seem like the Bible really speaks to it, does it? Now, I would, I would argue that it does. It just, you know, you have to read very carefully what is laid before you. But why in both the Old Testament and Deuteronomy, and then later affirmed by Jesus himself, is our main focus to love God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and with all our strength. And not, here's a list, all right, of all these things that you can do. And if you do that and you keep that, then you're going to love God. Okay, that would be, I mean, I think a lot of times we're like, just tell me what I got to do. But that's why if we focus on love and not doing stuff, focus on loving, the stuff will happen. You'll, you'll do stuff. That's why Jesus says in another context that you'll know believers by their fruit. Okay, The fruit is not the main thing. It is what's yielded out of following Christ and love, right? So the actions that do the stuff, they're important, but it's not, it's not the means to the end. Okay, And what I mean by that is they don't come first. That is the way that we show love. We just have to be mindful as we're having this discussion today that our love needs to, needs to happen through action and not just the words. Are y'all following me? Um, understand that your, your trust and love for the Lord and His love for you is what will drive you to do these things. And if you get that, doing this stuff is not going to be that big of a deal. I promise you. It seems kind of daunting. Like, man, I gotta, you know, I've got to you know, give money to people and I've got to have somebody come stay in my house or whatever. If you get, let me just tell you something. If you understand anything of the gospel and that Jesus lived a sinless life and he died for you, doing stuff like that's nothing, you guys. Even though it interferes with our lives and this stuff and we perceive it that way, we're going to be like, you know what? God did this. I'm, I'm okay with letting somebody hang in my house for a minute. All right? Or giving some, either giving some money or buying somebody a meal or whatever giving them a jacket maybe because they're cold and you know they need it more than you do, okay? If we truly get that, putting love into action will be, honestly will be a piece of cake. 
And so I would challenge you guys, if, if those things seem to be sticky for you and like kind of hard to, to really embrace, question, don't, I'm not saying question the gospel. What I am saying is question its impact on you and wrestle with it. Take time with it. Any believer, and this is something we encourage our students with, because a lot of times people will hear shallow uh, messages or teaching or whatever, and I'm not, I'm not going to get on a soapbox with that. But what I am going to say, though, is a lot of times people will say, oh, yes, I want to be a Christian, or yes, I want to do this, and they don't really know what they're responding to. And then later on when we're talking about love through action, and they go, man, I can't do that. Well, what, what, are you, what were you taught before? Does that, does that make sense to you guys? Like if we get the gospel in its purest form, that we understand something of God's love for us, this other stuff is not hard. It's not. Now we wrestle with it. I'm not saying we won't. Okay, but ultimately when it comes down to it, when we weigh that out, it's not going to be a difficult thing to ultimately put into action. I had another exa- or illustration I was going to roll with, and it's fa- I'm glad I didn't do this because I walked in this morning to kind of get, I was going to get the mic from Mark, and I, we were having some technical issues, so I'm thinking, probably good. I was, what I was thinking about doing, um, and I'll just throw the example out there for you. Um, if, I were, if I pulled out a match, okay, I'm not going to burn the house down or anything, but think about where you're at in this room. Now, you guys up here will see it better. If I was, what I was thinking was to bring the lights down, but I was afraid we might not get them back up. And that was going to be a problem. So that's why I'm just telling you about it instead of, because I tend to err on the side of caution. That's kind of how I roll. Um, but just, if you can imagine, hang with me. If I light a match, okay, you will either only see it so well, or if you're further back, and if we had a bigger room, you, you might barely see it, okay? Now, I would say, when we're talking about this, let me go back to this bigger picture of trying to change the world with love, if we, we are that one little light, all right, we might get discouraged and say, well, it's just a little light. What's the point? It's not gonna, I, I'm not going to see it back there. I'm not going to light up the whole room. Well, by yourself, you, you may not, to be honest. But think about if all of us pull the match out, okay, and we all lit our lights up, we're going to have a little more light going in here, aren't we? Okay, and back to the whole domino example, you will impact those in your immediate proximity. I mean, your relationships, your proximity in, in terms of where you are in relation to the entire populace of the world. You have those in your immediate proximity to impact and to influence. If you do that, then they do it. And then they, that's kind of the point, right? When we're talking about multiplication and making disciples, that's how it works. It's not, you know, we should have these global missions that we do. And we should have things like Widow's Harvest and room at the end, and plugging into the community. And, and for you guys that didn't know about this, um, I, one of the things that we've done here at Journey that I love the most, and I thought was a super, super awesome and smart move, was last summer when the kids went to that park in Red Bank down the road, and we got into the community. We made a decision not to do Vacation Bible School, which is very cool, and we like VBS, don't we? But we were like, we're not reaching people. And we want to do stuff, you know, we want to be around each other and enjoy and, and grow. But the point was to, to project the love, to project what we have here together. And I love the fact that Deidre and Marie and others said, you know what, let's, go, let's just go do this. And, and I don't know how many guys y'all, how many families y'all reach, but I know when I, when I checked in with you guys, it's like there were more people coming. Guys, that's what we should be doing. And I'm so, so glad 
And it was just, I mean, kids were playing together, doing crafts. They got some Bible story time. You know, it, it's not this big. And I'm not, under, I'm not underplaying you know, what you guys did as far as the effort that went into it. Still a lot of effort. But it's not like we're spending thousands of dollars to go overseas to do this. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. But we've, we can impact in our immediate proximity there. And it is very strategic, even if it's hard for you to wrap your mind around that. Because what, I don't know what those families are doing now, but I hope they took something of that experience and maybe they're sharing it with somebody else. You know, whether they grace the doors of this church or not, if they took something of some love we projected there, that's the main thing. Is it not? You know, another thing that I really love about Journey, and I, and I, pitching Journey today, um, but, uh, but I'm, I'm just, I'm being honest with you guys, okay? Um, and I'll, all I will say is you have to experience these things for yourself. But I, I really do love that, because I've been in, a, in, in the small amount of time I've been really connected with church. Uh, I say small, it's been over half my life now because I'm older, but um, early on it wasn't as much. There was like this like unspoken kind of, we want to make sure our, we've got enough people in this building and this is, you know, we're so focused on that. And I like that that's, we recognize the fact that we've got churches down the road that we're partnering with and we're, we're you know, spending time with. That's why, I, that's why we have not stopped taking our kids to Fuge every year because they get to hang out with other kids from other youth groups and other churches. It's not a denominational thing. And they just get together with each other. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And to do that and to know like maybe what one church is doing and they're kind of impacting a certain area, and we go, okay, well, what's an opportunity for us to do? And, and we're, kind of, we're together on this thing, and it's not like we're just siloed everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Because in the church, I mean, there's no, there's no growth or multiplication there, is there? And certainly, I mean, we'll feel love in this room, won't we? And maybe down the road they will. But what are we, are we keeping it here? Are we leaving it inside when we leave here, when we go out and do lunch? Some of you guys have probably got to work or something like that this afternoon. Um, what are we doing with that? So back to notes here. Um, we talked about the, the, the over, you know, the, the far-reaching goal of reaching the world, changing the world with love. When it comes to action, and this is with this discussion or with any, anything else when we have big goals we're talking about, the idea of going big or going home is a prevalent mentality. And y'all know what I'm talking about. It's like, if, you, if you're going to do it, do it big, right? There is merit to that, okay? I'm not saying don't do that ever. But what I am saying is don't let that be the only mentality that you have when you're trying to accomplish things. Sometimes it's a grind, and that's okay, right? Sometimes you're not going to have that change. Actually, a lot of times, you're not going to have that change that you're wanting to see at the end of everything tomorrow. It just doesn't work that way. If you have either gone on a diet or you've got an exercise routine or something like that and, and you're do, trying to do it the right way and you're, you know, we're, we're staying honest about it, it takes weeks and months, sometimes years, does it not? But it's worth it. It's worth it to, to see when you get to that point, you're like, man, I feel good. It's worth it. And what's really cool is when you can look back along the way and go, you know what? That was, that was kind of cool to get to do that. We miss out on that in-between if we're like, got to go from point A to point B in a day. You know what I'm saying? And that's what our growth is like. I'm going to put this in context of our relationship with Christ. If, we ju- if it was just about being saved and then we go to heaven. And, and the non-believing world, they wrestle with this. They're like, well, if you get saved, why don't you just like go to heaven tomorrow? 
it's because we got work to do. What? Say what? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not just about that. And I and I, I don't think you guys remember when we were talking um, the first time I got to be in front of you all. We were talking Philippians. Um, I think it was I don't know a year and a half ago maybe. And I specifically remember saying, um, if if the only person, if if you walked into this room, and we have all kinds of reasons why we like to be here. We've got friendships, and you know we like, you know we like to be in the Word. We like the music, you know whatever. But if you came in here and and Jesus was the only person here, is that going to be enough for you? That's the mindset we've got to have. Okay, and, I, and I, the reason why I go there is because it's not just about getting to heaven and, and all these riches that we get to have. It's about Jesus. It's about pursuing him. And to, to be in relationship with him means that we walk this earth as best as we can the way that he did it. So others will come and have the relationship with him too. Love through action. Okay, so going big or going home. I said that's, that's a, pre- a prevalent mentality. Here's kind of the, the truth behind that, and this is why we struggle with this. When we try to pull off the bigger ideas that we have and things don't pan out, we mentally disengage from attempting similar tasks for some amount of time. I, y'all, would y'all agree with that? Like if you, oh man, I'm going, I'm going big and this is going to be awesome, and then when it, like, it tanks, you're like, well, that sucked. <laughs> and then when it's like, well, when are you going to do that? I don't, I don't feel like it. I just failed, you know? And so we get discouraged, and it's like we don't want to get back on the horse and, and try again. But now I would say that to finish that thought, though, on the other hand, discipline leads to consistency. And here's what I mean. So I talked about, you know, we want to, we want to see love in our community. We want to see it in our world, okay? Uh, we want to have a way to impact that uh, and be directly involved with it, do we not? But if it's, you know... If we can't do this, we have this big, bright idea. And a lot of times we can't pull it off by ourselves. If we can, that's really, it's really awesome. But a lot of times it's, I think that's kind of the way God works and why he, he makes things more successful when more people are on board with it. So we don't get too boastful and we don't get too proud, right? And we can't take the credit for ourselves. And then the flip side of that is also true is that when it tanks, it's like, well, we're not the only ones. I mean, you know, uh, I think about, um, and I'm, I'm going to be very careful here. Uh, I think about, like, Stephanie just finished up a few weeks ago. She finished up her, finished up her MBA. Uh, was super, super, super proud of her for In the end of, well, probably throughout, but definitely towards the end of her time, they had these group projects. And you guys know how that works. If, you, if you're not all contributing, it's frustrating, right? If you're at work and you've got a project and you know there's multiple people involved, and you can't control what they're doing, can you? You can control what you're doing, and you've got to do that well. But if they are not pulling their weight, it's frustrating, you know. But yeah, and ultimately, if their lack of pulling their weight doesn't result in success, it impacts all of you, does it not? And so that's frustrating too. But at the same time, though, I would say we, we don't get proud if it all goes well when we have all of us involved in something. But even when things don't go well, we're like, we, it's easier for us to go, okay. What went wrong? What do we do? And we can kind of, we have multiple people to kind of build each other up in that process. I'm bringing that into this, this, into this discussion because that's really, that's how as a community of believers, we have to look at this as well. Okay. Um, make sure I'm not losing my notes here. Okay. So we've got to be willing to take things a step at a time. 
and look for ways that we do that together. Uh, and we're going to get to, in, in just a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to get to how we as a church can impact the world and, and change the world through love. Um, but if we are willing to let go of the notion that big things are going to happen in a short amount of time and the change happens overnight, we're going to have so much more freedom in this, you guys. And it makes it so much, I'm not going to say it makes it easy, but it makes it easier. Okay, when we can focus on what's in front of us, we do that well, we go on to the next thing, the, that bigger thing takes care of itself, if that makes sense to you all. We must be willing to work towards change, and we must be willing to love a day at a time, loving and forgiving the same people over and over and over again. I know that's hard, but that's what he's called us to in a lot of situations. Okay? Now, so what is, what is he doing with us? I, I want to kind of talk about that, and we'll, this is kind of where we're going to wrap things up in just a few. Um, let's talk about some stuff and some ways that we do and do not change the world. So we got to look at both. So we'll go to the next slide up there. This is a few things that, um, this, this is not just my preparation. Mark and Scott, man, we kind of talked about this segment of the series, and we want to kind of hash this stuff out. Um, we want to kind of talk about ways that we don't change the world. Now, we can in these areas sometimes, but if they're the goal, we're going to fail every time. So I'm not going to get on a big political rant here, but let's be realistic. The way that we behave like children sometimes in the political arena of life we're not changing the world, and we're not reaching with love, are we? Now, I will say, I know that this group in this room right now, and even some that aren't with us today, I know we have a wide range of things that we are, that we not believe in, but like things that are important to us that sometimes come out in politics and why we vote the way that we do. And I think that as a community, we have to be willing to embrace that others feel differently about stuff than we do. A lot of that's driven by experience, and our experiences are different. Okay, I'm not the same as Mark in certain ways because we've experienced different things, right? Now, and I'll be definitely looking to him and other men in this room that have daughters because, like, that's a new thing for me. You know, that's not an experience I have yet, but it will be, all right? But that's why, and we can get go so far down the wrong path when it comes to politics when we are so stuck on our own views and we're pushing that out there. And we're not leaving room for any conversation with anybody else. We've got to be willing to have conversations with each other, even when we disagree. And even even if it's a hot topic that we're like, we feel a certain kind of way about it, and we know the other person is feeling differently, we've got to be able to have conversation. And we show love when we do that. We won't show love when we keep being so diametrically opposed and polar opposites, and we're just so stuck about being right and not talking with people. Okay? Not through, or through or with entertainment. Now, the big thing here, and this is where we're kind of living in the world today, is we value entertainment. I know we've talked about that before. I know Mark, is, he's opened up a lot about, I mean, he likes his entertainment. I like mine, too. I mean, if you guys know me at all, you know I'm looking forward and hoping that the Preds will finally knock it out tonight in game six. Because this, this losing stuff is frustrating me. But I will sit and watch all that game. Even if, if they're losing, I'm going to sit and watch because I just feel like I'm a fan and that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, and we all have, you know, these other things, but what we have to be careful with is we isolate ourselves, don't we? If we're sitting up here and I'm using this, this is here's my time. Y'all can see it. But if I'm up here and I'm like, you know, if I've got all my, you know, I've got friends around me, or if you're at a restaurant with your family or whatever, and you're just kind of, you know, and I'm entertained and I'm checking stuff out on Facebook or whatever. We're not going to show love through entertainment, are we? 
when we do that. Now, I would say entertainment is not a bad thing as long as you don't abuse it, as long as you don't overdo it. But we have to be careful. We, there, are times, there are ways that we don't, show world, we don't show love and we will not change the world through entertainment. Um, I don't know what your perception is about what we look like as a church. Um, I'm, I'm hoping you'll experience some of what I shared with, or, uh, with you guys earlier about just the authenticity and kind of your encouragement to, to grow and connect and that kind of stuff. Um, but the reality is, in, in Christian circles, we're not going to change the world with cool church services. We're just not. I mean, you know, Mark and Scott have both said this, and they've obviously have been here longer than, than I have. Um, there, maybe you walk in, maybe you like the music, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be cool up here with my Journey t-shirt. I just, I just like it, and I actually put on a sport coat earlier, and it looked really stupid, and so I was just like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, I almost wore a suit up here, and I just, just, just to mess with Scott and Mark a little bit, but I... I just it it wasn't comfortable. It's it's a little cool in here, but I'm liking it because I'm I'm warm natured, so the t shirt works. Um, we're not going to change the world with cool church services because if you come in and you're distracted by what you think is cool and what the big thing is is cool stuff appeals to you and you're worried about how you receive it, right? You don't really care about what's being taught. You you care about your perception. So if our goal is to be cool and for you to think that we're cool, we're missing the mark. And we're never going to hit the point of love and communicating that, which certainly means we're not going to change the world. Okay? And finally, on this, this, this little section of points, we won't change the world with lukewarm love. You can easily think about when, uh, in, in Revelation 3, when, um, when John writes to the church, I think it was uh, Laodicea, and it says, um, I wish that you were either hot or cold and not lukewarm. Okay, it's kind of kind of what we got to think of here. You're, you're really either, you either love or you don't. There's not really this kind of in-between. If you really think about it, um, we can't, be careful here, we can't pick and choose. Like ultimately, if we're, if we're, if we're showing the love of Christ, that is always going to come out no matter what circumstances are faced, that we're faced with. Now, we fight our human fleshly desires and inabilities and limitations and stuff, and that will happen from now until eternity, I promise you. But the love of Christ is, is strong enough to overcome any of that, and ultimately, it is not a lukewarm love, and that's not what we're called to, okay? So we, we have got to show love even when it's hard. Lukewarm love would say, well, I hope that they find a place to sleep or they have someone stops gives them a meal why not be the one that stops right now, again you may not be you may not stop every time you see someone that has got the sign or whatever sometimes you might miss them um i you know, i don't know i'm not going to try to step in your shoes and say what what's going on in your head in the circumstances but i would challenge you to be the one to make that change to make that impact that you hope you say you hope that they're that they get to experience okay there's other other area of scripture says you know that if we um if we witness someone in need and we just say well i you know i hope you're you know i'll be praying for you and i hope you you know hope you get what the food you're after or whatever and just you know go be warm and be well fed is what it says but we're not going to help do that our words are meaningless aren't they so let's talk about how we can take some steps to change the world and there is a Facebook video. I saw it on Facebook. It's probably been elsewhere. And, and I love this because it's so simple. And there's a, it's a, 
I'm not sure what branch of the military, but it's a, it's a military officer. He's speaking at a, some sort of engagement. It's probably like a college graduation, if, if maybe. I'd have to go back and see it again. But he says, paraphrased, if you want to change the world, make your bed. Y'all know, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. It's so simple. And it's like the, the fir- it's one of the first things you can do in the day, right? And now if you really think about it, there's a lot of truth behind it, and a lot that, that can be said about it in a few simple words. But do the simple stuff is what I take from that. And do it early. Get yourself in this mode of, if I'm going to change the world, you've got to be on it, right? You're not going to, if you're like, well, I'll, I'll start to change the world after lunch. Well, that's going to fail, isn't it? If you, if you decide to put that off, you're, you, it will fail before it gets started. But I, but I like that. And, and it, just the, the simple message that it communicates to do something simple and just to, you get in this mindset of doing things that should be done in a way to, um, to go in a, certain, in a certain direction. And I think that's what's being communicated in that video. So how can we take steps to change the world? Practical service to those in need. And that looks like, that can look like a lot of different things, can it not? I mean, it could be, you know, we've had people that have come in, and I don't know that this has happened as much here in this location, but I remember when we were at the warehouse, and I know we had one, one man that, he, he came in relatively often, and he had some needs, and, and, we, and we took care of the guy. Um, practical needs, somebody need help with groceries, does somebody need, you know, a meal, you know, whatever. Um, do we have, and sometimes it's not those extremes where it's people that are either homeless or it looks like there's this dire of a need. What about, you know, just helping each other out too? I mean, I think of how awesome it was. We had probably half of our youth group, which are in the Murphy family, um, come to our house and help us get moved. And, and I felt honestly kind of guilty because I went to help them. But I, I like, at the time, like the boys had ball games and I couldn't spend the, the day with them like I wanted to. But we help each other out in the simple stuff. Just like, you know, Brian and Leah, we were talking about this earlier. Um, they're about to move to a bigger space because they're going to need it. And so it's, it's a simple thing to go and offer up some boxes or just help move some stuff. Practical ways that we can meet needs. Um, a few things that I added to this. Uh, being real with each other and leading others to do the same. And what I mean by that is, um, and this happens more, I think, in this environment when we, when we develop trust out of love for each other we're a little more open to being realistic and being transparent about things, right? Like if you don't know somebody as well, you're not going to be as open about the things you've dealt with or the things you're dealing with right now. But if we are going to change the world and we're going to invite others to do the same, they've got to trust you. And if you're able to open up with them and be transparent about things, um, and so they, they can identify, they, they know that you're being the real deal and they can identify with you, I think that it's, it's going to be far easier to, to invite them on this mission of showing love through action and, and changing the world. Because obviously, like we said, we have to affect the people around us. And in that process, they kind of join us in this mission, do they not? And then you get that picture of the dominoes and then everything is... The, the idea of things falling down was probably not the best example, I know. But the point was that they were impacted. And that's where I was going with it. But that we start small and we affect those around us. Being real with people... Um, it helps us to be able to lead them to do the same thing, and we all get on the same mission that way. Um, loving our families well, um, things got to start at home, guys. And I know this looks, we've got a variety of family dynamics in this room. Um, 
you guys, we're talking about praying for Stacy, and you know, it's just her and Keegan. Uh, that's that's tough to to be a single parent in any situation. Some of you guys know what, what that feels like. All right, I know I'm very fortunate to have Stephanie, who I'm on the same page with, and it's those, those two boys we got give us a hard time sometimes. But we're we're trying to hang with each other. Um, but we have a challenge, and and I I especially think this of of the of us men in our culture. Um, where it's very counterintuitive to follow Christ because the world is looking for reasons not to. We've got to love our wives and our children well. If we don't do that, then what we do here or anywhere else is not going to go well, I promise you. If you don't lead and love well in your home, things it, that's where things will start. And not just for yourself, but I've got these two boys that I'm hoping to raise into respectful young men who are going to respect women later on because I'm, you know, I'm hoping they'll want to have their own families too and that they'll behave themselves in school as they're in the classroom and they'll be, be successful um, and respectful in the workforce one day. You know, we've got to do this well. We've got to love our families well at home. Stop playing games when it comes to our faith. And I'll just say this to say, a lot of times we can kind of like, do our church thing on Sunday mornings, right, or Wednesdays, and we kind of leave it there. And then when things go go wrong in our lives, we kind of wonder, well, why is this all, you know, are we being serious about our time with, with the Lord? Are we spending time with Him? Are we, and I'm not going to get off on a tirade about, you know, you got to read your Bible every day. I think you should. But, I mean, because that's the way we come to know Him and, and to be in tune with Him and spend time in prayer. But just the things that Christians do, are we doing that? Or are we just playing around? So stop playing games when it comes to your faith. Be willing to be the only one. Go back to the match example that I sent a minute ago, and I didn't want to like kill the lights the rest of the morning. <laughs> Even if you think you're the only one who may be willing to show love through action at any given time, you have still got to be willing to do that. If you don't, you're, the people that you could impact, where may they see that? You've often heard it said, if you're the only Jesus that somebody sees... What are they going to be if they don't see you being Christ? Be willing to be the only one. And I'm going to wrap this up. I'm getting close on time here. I know. I'm sorry. What can we do as Journey Church? How can we change the world? Well, do all the things that we just talked about well and do them together. I think, that's, I think if we focus on that and we encourage each other to do those things well, I think that that, is, that will lay the foundation for what we as a body of believers can do to reach the world. Join in on work being done for the kingdom. How can we partner with other groups in Chattanooga? We've got this going on right now. Widow's Harvest, Room in the Inn, um, the different, when we have our, our discussions and meetings with other church leaders of different churches and things like that, how can we be strategic in reaching our community, which will have that effect to, to multiply and reach the world uh, for Christ and to, with love for each other? And finally, Exalt Jesus Christ in everything that we do. Now, why does that matter? Because we started this whole thing. If we, if we trust God, the more we trust God, the more we will love other people. God loved us first, therefore we love, right? We exalt Christ in all that we do when we are loving through action, and we make sure that that is a mindset that we have and that it comes out in our actions in addition to the words that we use. We always seek to exalt Christ in all that we do. And we don't take on 
glory for ourselves and getting boastful and taking up pride in the things that we do. I think it's okay. Sometimes we're like, parents, we're proud of our kids, right? We kind of have that. Sometimes you get something done, you're like, man, that wasn't too bad. You got to have a little bit of pride in it, as long as you don't let it get too far and get misguided. Seek to exalt Christ in all that we do. Um, And I, I really feel very confident and just good about us as a church and body believers in doing that. Um, I know I feel it with our, our youth leaders. We have an amazing group of adults that, that pours into these teens every week and, and ongoing. Um, you parents are, of our teens are fantastic. Um, I'm looking at Sarah and Ian back there. I get to actually, I actually, I, Ian and I don't work together, but we work for the same place. So we get to sit and have coffee every now and then. Uh, we probably need to do it more often. I know we're busy. Um, but just we, you, you parents of our teens are amazing. And I'm just so thankful to, to be with you guys in this church. Um, seek to exalt Christ in all that we do. Guys, in, in closing, we'll wrap this up. Um, we can get very distracted in this world if Christ is not the center. And we will lose any kind of sight of showing love through action if, that, if he's not at the center of our lives. If you guys, I'm going to just put this out there for you. If, if you're walking with Jesus... Keep walking. It's hard sometimes, but keep walking. If you're at a place where you've been, you've you've been in a relationship with him, or you've you call yourself a Christian, and you kind of you kind of question where stuff stands right now, or if you've not made that kind of decision at all, know that we serve a risen Lord that walked this earth. He he took our sins to the cross. That's why we love. And we've got hope in all of that because there's a lot of religious leaders that have died, right? And they're just, they're just dead guys. Well, Jesus is alive. And that's why we've got hope. And that's why, we, why it's so important for us to love and to talk about love and to act that out and not just leave it to words because we hope in our risen Savior. And so if, if, you're, you know, if things aren't right between you and the Lord or if, you're not, if you never you know, made that kind of decision for yourself, um, I'm going to be praying that, that that's something that he, he tugs on your heart with and that's something more that you're thinking more about, maybe that you're feeling a little bit of conviction over that. Um, and I just hope that with those of us that, that definitely can say without a doubt that we know that Jesus is the, at the center of our lives and in our, our marriages and families and stuff, I hope you get to share that too. So, But just as we walk away from here today, let us love in action. And let's be mindful of those opportunities that we have to do that, okay? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm just, I'm humbled to be able to just be your servant and just to, just to be able to be used in this way. God, I pray, uh, Lord, that, um, that those that are in this room today together, that we, that we not lose sight of what it means to be loving, that we take advantage of opportunities to show love through action. And God, that we would just be mindful of those around us, those that, um, especially that may be on the, the fringes of society that could, that could benefit from our reaching out to them the most. Lord, we're so thankful for Jesus and the loving example that he gave, the examples that we read of him in Scripture, um, where we know that he showed love, that he's lived a life uh, on this side of eternity of love and that he put that out there for us to follow. God, help us to be in tune with that. Help us to be in tune daily with 
just the concept of, of being, letting our love show through our actions and not just through our thoughts and through our words. And help us to be willing to step in and to, to go through the grind daily if necessary uh, to be able to love uh, the way you do. We'll never hit that mark, but God, help us not to not try. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for going to the cross for our sins. And Lord, we have hope in you because of uh, who you are and because you rose from the dead. And we just are so thankful for what you've done. Lord, we love you, and we pray that you forgive us of our sins, Father. It's in your name we pray. Amen.